0: Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back.
1: I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at Best Brat.
2: Wow, you did us?
3: Goodbye.
1: Hey guys, it's Chels Pinky here from Black Girls Texting. And this week we're coming to you with a live show with Amanda Seals. I want to shout out our event partners. You all know who you are in downtown LA. And I want to shout out Discover LA. Look for the hashtag to follow our trip and to see more about the city. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hope you notice we're all in pink in honor of you. (laughs) <laughs> 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 a Little small zosis pink for you. <laughs> um, but seriously, everyone, please grab a welcome drink. There's wine. There's rosé. There's what kind of white wine? Probably chardonnay. A little sauvignon
0: blanc. Oh, a little soft blanc. Mm-hmm. Cute. Oh my
2: gosh. Very relaxed. I know, right? We we're just oh, wait, saying it's right. the, the mood lighting.
0: Is How's
4: everybody doing? Tree. I feel like I have to talk at this I tone. Do
2: we yes. have to speak so, like so, this the whole so time? So, we're just
0: gonna talk like this the whole time. Yeah, definitely. How's <laughs> everybody doing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, hi LA fam. We are Black Girls Texting. Um, no! We are an East Coast, Brooklyn-based podcast. Yer, yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay. Nice. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts be. Um, Deadass. <laughs> Dead ass son. Um, thank you so much for coming. Please grab a welcome drink. We really appreciate it. Before we even get started, Amanda, I just want to tell you that we got you a little present. I so, love gifts. Sh-
0: straight from Flatbush.
1: Straight from Flatbush. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh,
0: hello. God, what? What sex you're up in? What are in?
1: And the, my mom, there's a my mom, roll in mom there, went. Yeah, there's a current roll in there. My mom oh, went in f- to Flatbush and mama. got you this gift bag. So I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> I, yes. I feel like LA is not like New York. You it's cannot already, find you know.
4: anything Caribbean here. <laughs> See, like you can't even thought. find Scotch bonnet peppers. You have to use habanero peppers. That's rude. I- How are you
0: supposed to make something with?
4: You, cannot have habanero a, habanero, you oh. can't make a proper pillow with habanero pe- pe- pepper. Why
0: you gotta make a good cottage you can't make cake a a, with
2: that? No, you cannot. Oh, uh, That's not See, I'm the resident much. Yankee, but, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, we're having a moment, as you can Sorry, see. Sorry, guys.
1: So, if you did not know, um, Yo. Black Girls Texting is composed of one Trinidadian woman, one Grenadian... Oh, tr- I have Trinity's in here? Yeah. Twenty twenty TNT, TNT. I'm um, a Spice Island gal. Spice, Yes, I'm a Grenada. I'm not saving any place. I don't know.
3: Wave your rag. Wave your flag. And our,
1: and our resident, beautiful African-American queen. Queen, Yes, queen. Yes, sister, yeah. And Amanda is also, you're half African-American and half Grenadian, right? Yes, though many will love to say
4: that I am not, but that is the last.
0: Oh. oh, we're, we're going to get I'm into sorry, it. I'm
4: used to that.
2: I was going to say, when she called you Grenadian, I was like... Mm-hmm. I know, honestly. they so trying to play, play me. Whatever.
1: What do you mean they try to play you? I didn't find out Shadé was Grenadian until last year. That's the lie.
0: Anyways, we're going to start the show. We'll, we'll talk this about is, that this later. Is, this, is where, <laughs> this is how... She's getting a little spicy.
2: Um, anyway, But
1: if you didn't know, Black Girls Texting, it's a podcast. And basically, we focus on the okay. fact... We focus on a lot of things. We want to highlight black women specifically. Um, black women that we aspire to be like. Black women that... Uh, We appreciate that we, what's another word? Admire. That we admire. um, And also talking about the differences between us because we are all four black women up here, but I'm sure we have totally different stories. We are not Uh, a monolith. We are not
2: a monolith, exactly.
1: Yeah, so that's our focus, and that's what Black Girls Texting is about. So Shadé is going Without further ado. No, I'm not. She is.
2: (laughs) But I also wanted to mention the kind of idea behind the podcast is, um, I think there's this idea that People think that black women are having these unfiltered conversations in like hair salons and we thought that that was kind of antiquated and that where the real like honest conversations are happening in real time are in our group chat so all of our um, yeah I know y'all got group chats right are inspired by whatever we were obsessed with that given week and it happens to be that this week we've all been reading small doses Potent Truths for Everyday Life. You yes. And we're so happy to have the author with us today, Amanda Seals, who is a stand-up comedian, actress, and writer with a master's in African-American studies from Columbia University. You know yes. her as Tiffany Dubois on <laughs> HBO's Insecure, and the creator and host of LA, LA's li- hit live black culture game show, Smart, Funny, and Black. She released her debut stand-up special, i Be Knowing*. On HBO in January 2019, and it's a host of the NBC stand-up comedy competition. Bring the funny, girl. It goes on. I'm tired. I know. I'm I know, like. I, I think know, we can stop it there. We I'm know. Really y'all like know legit who this tired, is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you and for joining. You might up. have been in Wu Tang, right? No, not Wu Tang. <laughs> no, the Roots. The Roots. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> I kind of feel like I am a member of Wu Tang.
4: <laughs> I am. The
1: Roots. The Roots. That's what I read. What oh, was, I might have been. Oh, wow, you really read it. wasn't I oh, was reading. I either oh, read that reading. or I listened to it in the podcast. But I, I No, was like, I, I only really?
4: know that you read that because I've been recording the Audible of the book this okay. week. So I've had to read the whole book, which is difficult uh, to great. read out loud. Like, when you're reading it, like, reading it on the page was one thing, but then there'd be sentences, and I'd just be like, why did you do this? <laughs> like, why <laughs> why did you write this long-ass... Or rhetorical sentence, and then I felt like I was like doing Malcolm X tapes. I mean, it just, it's but, intense. Like, I'm
0: hyped to hear it because there's a part where you talk about a flavor flave, wow. Oh, and yeah. I just can hear wow. It. Wow. 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 I
4: definitely did that. <laughs> yes. I made a point of doing that. What I'm really trying to do is like, there's parts in the book where someone like says something, like it'll be like, and DJ Envy said, da da da. da. Oh, yeah. And so I'm trying to get them get those people to like say it would yes. oh, so, be fire. Yeah, so that would be fire. i think sometimes it'll be able to happen and sometimes it won't be able to but even when it does happen it'll be a cool little like art like oh sonic my God. moment yeah it's like a,
2: yes. it's like a Series, like, a, like a Yeah, like a, like a, like a movie, little audio kinda, movie, yeah, yeah, which is my life. I mean, yeah. I mean, I my Life point. is a
4: movie that I don't get paid for. Only recently did I start getting paid for the movie that is my life, and that's because I started putting it into shit that I get paid for.
1: <laughs> Wait, it. I, get when point. you say that, it also makes me think of, like, your level of creativity and, mm-hmm. like... I don't know, you just do everything a little differently. Like your podcast, you sorry. Your podcast, you put all these like sounds and even in your book you have like all these like made up words and you you have art in your in your book yeah. and like poetry in your book. Like have you always expressed yourself using like all these different mediums? I'm just
4: I'm a weirdo. Like <laughs> same. You know? So, I think um that was kind of always just a part of Me like I'm bored by stuff that is redundant, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm and I think that you oftentimes are told like, oh, that worked, so you should do things just like that because that worked. And I've just as a consumer, always been more intrigued by like the uniqueness of things, right? Like when I see something that's a copy of something else, that doesn't make me want to get it. That makes me say like, oh, that's a bite. So I don't want. I mean, that's a New York word, but I'm just not a biter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you guys are like very, very mellow in a way that's almost concerning for you don't me. You have to turn
0: it up. So
4: it up. it'd well, be nice what? if you could react to anything oh, I say. Let's let's uh, let's kick it off. We have
0: to, yeah, <laughs> let's kick it off. So we have a game that we like to play. It's called <laughs> On Red or Reply. So you know you get some bullshit, somebody texted you, who, who knows it? what hour of the night, you up, or some something. You just <laughs> you, you leave it on red. Now if you were here for that person, I'm sure you would be replying very very quickly. So, it's kind of a spitfire game, different topics, and we want to know if you would leave it on red or reply. So, I'm going to kick it off with the concept of virginity. Would you leave that Who's on red talking or reply? About it? Maybe TI, I don't know. Oh, oh. oh God. <laughs> on red. Oh
1: no. I would leave that on red. I would leave that on red as well. You could w- sneeze and lose your hymen, couldn't you? Can't you? Sneeze. I don't know
2: about Or sneeze. ride horses. I mean, the latest say?
1: episode of Small Doses is side effects yeah. of
4: being Virginia. a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, or, of no, side effects of virginity. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, it's just such an antiquated... It's like talking in hair salons about, you know, these topics. It's antiquated. Um, yeah, I, that's in, in comedy. We call that a callback. Uh, <laughs> full circle. Yeah, like, who's... Right. I just feel like the whole concept of virginity is only applicable to, like... If you, if you, if you are aligned with a certain religious practice that continues to like uphold that as some sort of benchmark for some sort of bullshit, like do you? But as like a social practice, like that just at this point, I'm just. And he's the most fuckingest nigga ever. Like, like expeditiously. So like, you know what the trippy part of that is? And my homegirl expeditiously. And my homegirl. <laughs> Like, I fuck with T.I., like, I mean, he's been around forever, we've known each other forever, we're peers at this point, but in the certain, my homegirl Demetria Lucas had said a really, she said really great commentary on this, which was also awesome, because then I didn't have to talk about it, I just reposted what she said, and I was like, that, what she said, great, I'm going to sleep. Um... (laughs) She was just like I just think it's funny how like if you tell dudes like about another problematic man's behavior like so often men will be like what like I've never that sounds crazy and there's always kind of this idea of like othering themselves from like any of this behavior and then it'll be like I don't know any dudes that act like that so it'll be like sure. okay so you're telling me that all these women are acknowledging that there are problematic behaviors happening but none of y'all niggas know any niggas doing any of these problematic nigga things like how how like how did that happen? Like, like acronym? Acronym? Problematic thing things. Problematic <laughs> <not> PNTs. <laughs> and, yes. Um, <laughs> and but then in that same breath, they're like, but I need to protect my daughter. Well shit, if there ain't no PNTs, what are you protecting your daughter from? Right. I don't understand. It's a conundrum. That or is me it of just um... bullshit?
1: What was that Kanye song where he was like, I hope you don't mature like let's your not, mother? Let's not even... Niggas have daughters. Let's not do it. But you Let know what I'm talking daughters. about. I know what you're
0: talking about, but we're just not even going to... So if we go down vein. that hole, though, like... Yeah, we're going to... We will yes. go far, yeah.
1: Next topic. What about the color pink? Let's
3: talk
2: about it, yeah. Well, yeah, what is the inspiration? What is this, this pink theme that's so strong in the, in the book, in the imagery?
4: I mean, I'm a fan, like, I'm a Mm -hmm. fan of pink. Um, (laughs) That's my friend, Deli. She's like, yeah, she's like, she likes fucking pink. Um, (laughs) I just always love pink. Like strawberry shortcake was my bedspread when I was a child. But just aesthetically, like I'm a visual artist. So I love uh, I love color themes and schemes. And, you know, I'm very into that. And small doses, the podcast, like I designed the logo. And so when I did Small Doses, the book, I wanted to keep the uh, consistency and the thread going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the logo has a pink background, so I wanted to mirror that. And then one morning I just woke up and was like, what if I just wear pink (laughs) Oh, that's for every time that I talk about this book? As you should. And here we are. And I ordered a big-ass box from Zara of all pink clothes, and somebody in the postal system stole all the clothes (laughs) out of the box.
3: Oh, you got got. Oh,
4: no. Legit. And I got, like, an empty box. But oh, I what? already had a closet. <laughs> oh. You were I good to go. Thing, so it's fine.
0: Well, we love a theme, so you made it real easy for mm, us. Because yeah, it was like, what the, the fuck are we going to wear? I was like, we're wearing pink, mm. bitches. I, nails too. I got, pink nails too. got pink nails,
1: too. <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> okay, appreciate you. The next one is Tiffany Dubois as a friend.
4: I am Tiffany Dubois <laughs> as a friend. Are like, season like one Tiffany Dubois, I think, was, like, like with any show, there's like an attempt, that you know, they got to develop a character. So I think in the first season, she was more of a trope than mm-hmm. an actual like full person. I think it's safe to say that that was kind of the case for her and Kelly mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. And, you know, as the seasons go on, you kind of just get like to see a little bit more into their lives and they get more to respond to. But for what it's worth because I feel always the need to stand up for Tiffany Dubois from the hot tub scene because people love to tell me that Tiffany was shady in the hot tub scene and she was not. If you recall, Issa was lying and she was talking shit to everybody Mm. in the hot tub and Tiffany was quiet, okay? Tiffany does Tiffany, keep it a buck. I mean, she knew her shit. She knew what was going on, but she was respectful. She was like, I'm not going to say anything because she's not talking to me. And she was there with her wine glass and she was like, oh, that's crazy how she's talking to Molly.
3: That's crazy. <laughs> Tiffany and then the she cute. was like, that's crazy
4: how she's talking to Kelly. <laughs> and then she came for her and she was like, oh, no, ma'am, you're, you can't talk to me crazy because you're There's lying. For you. And I feel like that was fine. And as the, And then they tried to be like, Tiffany, that's mean. And she's like, it's the facts. right? And that's Amanda. Facts are
1: facts. Mm. <laughs> the so. facts.
4: The, I always say, like, I didn't shade you. The facts shaded you.
0: <laughs> I'm Damn, I got some that. shit for my repertoire. <laughs> you know, because facts, people be mad at you, like,
4: you're trying to shade you. And it's like, I'm not, like, like, this is real. Like, this is a whole, like, what I'm telling you is an actual fact. So the truth hurts sometimes. You want to be tactful. You want to be as, you know, helpful as possible. But sometimes there's no tact. Sometimes you really just have to be like, that's trash.
0: Yep. And, and you, that's a fact. you talk about that in the book as well. Call
4: it out. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, I think that we're just in a very slippery slope of a society at this point where it's like, you're not expected to have feelings about anything. You're not expected to like verbalize. You're expected to go to therapy, but you're not expected to have feelings about anything. I don't understand this concept. Yeah. You know, and like, so does that mean I'm only supposed to talk about things when I'm in therapy? And if so, like an hour is not long enough. Like people are acting up all week. Like I don't. <laughs> and that shit is
0: bread you
4: know know, so i just i i need more and um and and you know there's just like this idea that says that if you express yourself about anything in any way beyond like a tone of this level that you're upset or you're angry or you're extra like it's just gotten to a point where i feel like it's becoming harder and harder to just live as like an actual person and more so people want you to live as this like emoji like it's like you're expected to just kind of you know what I mean like you're expected to live as this like and I just don't I go through seven thousand emotions a day I'm a cancer I cried three times today
0: <laughs> I was about to look up your your natal chart not to be a creep but I was like I'm a cancer I cancer wish, Virgo. I wish I knew wait, I'm the worst person. Born. I'm the <laughs> most difficult Virgo? human to, it's no, so wait, hard for me to live. live.
4: I'm a cancer cancer Virgo Oh wow. shit can- this is I'm I'm a tortured person. <laughs>
0: The emotional. You're sensitive
4: and then hypersensitive and then anal. How? How? <laughs> I
0: How don't does know, this sis. work? Yeah, that's that's quite. If the anyone chart. knows about
4: astrology, you just understood me now. Now you're like,
0: oh. I guess yes. Because <laughs> I was like, what time was she born? Can I ask? 11:45, that?
4: 11:45, <laughs> Englewood, California, July 1st, 1981. Write it down. Okay.
0: Woo! <laughs> the
1: last letter reply skims. What a skim.
0: Why you ask Woo! that? Wait, I have one. It's on That's
2: the list.
1: I don't even know what it right. is. All right, we can skip that one. Let's do Skim milk. the term, the term the POC. POC, right?
2: So we think and in your book you talk about diversity versus inclusion, and there's this idea I think and I I found safety in the concept of POC because I'm like, oh, now we're like this band this like group Yeah, it's so like this band of black brothers. and brown mm-hmm. people, but also our issues are different, right? So even yeah. our black issues are different. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I had an
4: epiphany today when I was doing another interview earlier.
2: And the interviewer was asking
4: me, like, why do you think we have, he was like, you know, I feel like Martin Luther King, he was like, you know, I was real high one night. <laughs> That's how he prefaced it. And he was like, I was real high. And I started thinking about how Martin Luther King managed to get millions of people to the March on Washington without Instagram, without, you know, any other, <laughs> and I was like, yo, you right, son, you right.
3: Um <laughs> And he was I like, know, I <laughs> <laughs>
4: And he was like, but it was because there was like one message and everybody kind of was mm-hmm. able to, to mm-hmm. rally under this one message. He was like, Why do you think that we have such a difficult time these days, you know, getting one message? And I and I had this epiphany. I was like, well, because our black experiences are so much more diverse than they were at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it in the 60s, you know, 50s and 40s, I mean, there was no matter what kind of black you were you still had to deal with jim crow like there was still like this shared obstacle in front of everybody right? right like drinking
0: from the colored fountain yeah like you're still like there's
4: just this like no matter how black you were you still didn't have these rights whereas at this point it's like some people have more access to voting than others for a various amount of reasons you know and so it's harder to find this like this stronghold and i think police brutality is probably the closest shared experience that we're seeing where it's like it don't matter if you are, you know, hotep, negro, or nigga, like, you can get it, you know, from 5.0. So I think that, you know, when it comes to POC, it's like, the the spectrum is just so broad. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. But the inclusion and the, uh, I mean, sorry, the intersectionality of those things is what I think trips people up. Like, you'll meet, like, it's bizarre to me when I meet people who are, who consider themselves Arab, but then are like racist to black people. Mm. And I'm like, explain yep. it, please. Right. I don't you're darker than me. I don't. Well, and because like they don't like your ass neither. Like right, uh, right. you know, that's always my go-to. They don't like you neither. So like when I meet like um, a Mexican person who is for Donald Trump, I'm like, explain it. I don't, I don't get it. Like, so there's um, so even though we have this like POC thing, there's mm. still just I mean, there's still like and then there's just coons, you know? I consider yeah. myself like the Jon Snow of the Coons Watch. Like <laughs> I just feel like it's very important to call out Coons.
2: I'm, no, I mean the, the proximity to whiteness is always going to still be a part of the conversation, I think.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, and that's something I really Yeah. And I don't know if I got it across in this book, but something I really something I really care about is just learning to there's seats over here, y'all. Is learning to um <laughs> No, because you know, I saw, I saw them like, should we sit, do we sit, <laughs> do we sit, do we? And I appreciated that they were like, we're not gonna disrupt, we're just gonna sit by this plant. Um, now, nah, like, so much of POC like, work and commentary oftentimes is really about like, the juxtaposition to whiteness. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just don't care. I don't care about what white people are doing. In terms of like how it relates to my blackness or mm-hmm. my womanhood, or like I just don't care. Like, someone said to me today, because like Lakeith Stanfield did this post where he was like, you know, these certain blogs and websites are anti-black. And he was like, Bossip, uh, World Star, um, Shade, Shade room, room, and Breakfast Club. And like you can say what you want about them. Like, I don't agree with Breakfast Club in that mix, but I feel like there is a certain, he has a certain truth to that in, in the other ones. And someone was telling me, they were like, yeah, but you know, they're tabloids and like white people have tabloids too. And I'm like, okay, but see the difference is, is that like when white people tabloids have tabloids, they are lying about everybody. Yeah, (laughs) right. You know, like our tabloids are simply like black people tabloids just to lie about, just black folk lying about black folk. And then the lies don't even, like tabloids, you know, it's a lie. Like our (laughs) lies be like, is that a lie? You know, and it's like, it's just too, too close to truth. You know, and it's spit as truth. Like, they don't even take, like, they don't use words, like, allegedly. Like, they don't put question marks. They be like, that bitch was with <laughs> that dude. Did she do that? No. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and I have been the victim of that, like, yeah. twice this year, where people were just like, you know what? People woke up like, mm, let me write some shit about Amanda. And then people are like, that happened. And, you know, so I just think that there's, um, there's just a certain... Specificity and awareness that I have for like what we do in the Black community, and that it has no, it should not be, it should not have a bearing, should not be borne upon um, by what's happening over there. They doing them. They came over here and do fuck shit, and also like I just expect fuck shit from that. Like I expect like if you are a person who happens to be white, you already know, you are a part of a lineage of fuck shit. Like you know that. <laughs>
1: not all like, of them. They don't all know it.
4: Fair. No, people who happen to be white know it. If you are white, you definitely don't know yes. it. Okay. People who happen to be white, part of the
1: distinction of there's being a, a person who happens to be white is that, that you are aware. aware. For, for some of our audience sure. that may not know.
4: Well, it's also featured in my special I Be Knowing, now available on HBO and Amazon and iTunes. It is. Um.
1: Hannah's and Becky's.
4: <laughs> so white people, I, my version of this is that there are, there's a bifurcation within the white community. Uh <laughs> She got degrees. I got (laughs) them. You be using them big words. Just a side note, if you ever want to watch content that is like completely ridiculous but also amazing, there's an Instagram called Crime Faces where- (laughs) Is it the mugshots of the-
0: No, but it's it's the
4: most New York shit you ever seen in your life. Like I can't even talk about it without having a New York accent. But basically, basically, like these these two guys do commentary over fights, and it's not like (laughs) it's not like sometimes it'll be a wrestling match. Like they just did one over like the football fight that just happened, whatever. But the vocabulary that they employ in talking about these fights, like literally, he said like, "Yo," and then your man's pugnacious friend came over.
1: (laughs) Not
4: pugnacious. That's your podcast.
1: So, I'm always learning big words.
4: I just try and use literally Everywhere. everything that I have had to learn in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I've had, I just try and put it to use and I feel like I didn't waste my time. But you asked me something valuable and I can't remember what the it is. The
2: distinction between white oh, and... So yeah. white, white
4: people and people who happen to be white. People who happen to be white are white people who understand that they people who understand that white is a, a construct, it's nothing real, it's not biological, it's purely just some made up shit that was created to oppress, literally. Like there's nothing about it that existed in real time until someone was like, we need to come up with a way to, to literally um, make it, I, I have no words today, but- Create a th- hierarchy. Yes, we need to find a way to subjugate people. We need to come up with a very like clear, easy, distinct way to make it okay to put these people in bondage and make these people the bonders. And they were like, uh, color. <laughs> white. And that was that. And they were like, we white. You white. They black. So, <laughs> all right. That's how we're going to do it. And so that's that. And then, as you can tell, over time, they had to like bring new white into it, right? Because white was like a very specific thing. And mm-hmm. then it was like, uh shit, we need more whites. Like, Irish, y'all, y'all want to be down? Like, you just gotta say nigger. And they were like, niggers. And they are like, all right, Irish. Come on. Same with Italians. They were like, ah, we don't really fuck with them because they're kind of brown. And they were like, no, it's cool. We make pizza. And they're like, okay, come on. Like, <laughs>
0: They're like, the one drop rule does not apply here. Y'all are Yeah, that. they're
4: like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So... People who happen to be white are aware of the falsehood of whiteness, but they also are aware of the reality of privilege. And they know that because of the reality of privilege, they have to use their whiteness to create platforms for those who do not have access to that privilege. People who are white believe the lie (laughs) that whiteness somehow makes you superior. And if you believe that a made-up construct that was only created to oppress is what makes you better, then you ain't shit. And that's, that's that on that. So I I try as my best to distinct to be distinct about like white people and people who happen to be white. Like Tommy Loren is a white person, you know what I'm saying? But like uh, Matt McGorry is a person who happens to be white,
0: you know? You said Tommy Loren, and, and for some reason I
1: heard Tommy from Power. Tommy Van Power, <laughs> and I was like, Bro, he is the person happens who happens to, to be white. white. Yeah, I was Absolutely. like, wait, it's the I other don't way know around. because how many bodies he have, and they only keep looking for. It's ghosts. not his fault though. Girl. He's just
4: a good killer. That's white privilege, Amanda. I don't think so. I think he's really just better at it. Goes as mad sloppy.
2: He's messy. Is he? He's he, he, kills he, kills me he put emotion. a nigga in the trunk in the parking lot. And like left him there. He had dumb long. And he just walked so away. I hope uh, cut cut up on power. He had her. dumb
4: long that he couldn't. That's why that show drives me insane. Because I'm like, <laughs> this man is smarter than this. <laughs> but I really need somebody to make a gif of when he mushed Tasha with the one finger oh, and send oh. it to me. Thank oh, you. Oh, no. I think there are, oh, like,
1: a quite a few. Though. That's what I want to do to the world. Just like, yes. ah. My boyfriend tried to do that to me after watching the episode, and I was oh, like, do you I'm want concerned. to lose your goddamn yeah, <laughs> That's
4: Yeah, that's a loss <laughs> of a phalanges. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, are not a Trini
0: woman. <laughs> not a um, Trini girl. My team's going to be mad at me because I'm kind of derailing the whole organization. No, do it. But I want to jump into a subject that you talk about in the book? The ho phase? (laughs) (laughs) So, you state, I came to understand that my ho phase was more about me just responding to being desired physically by someone I desired, than it was about actually wanting the physical interaction. The sex was just a byproduct. So we talk about the whole phase a lot on the podcast. Um, you know, it's hot girl, summer, city girl, summer. And we have like a lot of different opinions about it, but this, like, you just summed up my life in these words. Cause I was like, shit. Strumming the pain with my thing. <laughs> that was me. But so my Sing question is, her life. I like an ego stroke, right? So it's like, She's oh, a Leo. Yeah, like, I was literally about to say, are you a Leo? Yes, ma'am. Um, so I like my ego stroke. So I just want to know, no, like, I stand, y'all. you 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 learn your like your dislikes, but you also just get that little like, mm, yes, I got that. And sometimes you take down a little a little fine ting. So like, is that is that a bad thing? Like like, how do we? What's wrong with no, that? No,
4: sometimes it's like a Pokemon. You have to collect them all.
0: Mm. End quote. I don't understand. Like I just I've never.
4: I mean. There's like rules that I've just never abide by. I'm like, if I smash this nigga,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and he don't want to be in a relationship with me, we open season now. It's above me now. So if a year later I want to smash his boy, oh, I'm I'm smashing. Okay, wait, 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 okay, wait, wait. okay. I wait, just wait. saw Love
1: Jones like, for the first time. ¿Dónde
4: está el bro code? No, they were a. Okay, so Love Jones is different because they had established a coupledom.
1: Uh uh-huh. huh. That's Day different. Just That's, kicking okay, okay. It.
4: That's different. Like, if we are So if, it was wrong for her to get with Wood. It was corny. It was corny. She knew know. it was corny.
1: That's why she was like, why would you bring me to this? Party? That's why she did it. Speaking of Love Jones, what are the top three films that you think every black woman should watch?
2: Because Shade and I have never seen Players Club.
0: Fucking blast me on that's this. Fine. I don't want to get into that's this. I think, I mean, Amanda you know, today's
2: AS. Like, there's things <laughs> that you want to
4: know just because you want to make a reference. Um, so, like, waiting to exhale. Yes.
0: yes. Uh, waiting to exhale. Okay. Everybody, get your, get your score sheet out. <laughs>
4: Check. Waiting to exhale. Um, three films that all black women need to see. I will put Love Jones in there. I okay. think absolutely. Love Jones should absolutely be in there. Okay. And, um,. I'm not gonna name a Tyler Perry film, so. Don't <laughs> hold your breath. Um, like, I know you may want me to say like mahogany, but um, that's not, I mean, it's, a, it's yes, but also. What is a black woman, what's a third black woman film that I feel we need to see? Any suggestions? Beloved. Beloved. God, damn, dark. I no, that got really dark.
1: I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a
4: great film. Poetic justice. Poetic justice. Is <laughs> Set, it Set it off. Set it off. That's it. Set it off. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's Friendship, a good one. Right. That's
2: or die. a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it I'm it two for three. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, what about three movies or books? No, let's keep it with movies. Three movies that you would suggest not people who happen to be white, but white people need to watch?
4: When they see us.
0: Mm. Okay. Roots. Yes.
4: The cool. whole thing. Okay? And they can't
1: close their eyes when Kunta loses. When they cut
4: off Kunta's foot, you gotta (laughs) hold them open. (laughs) Um, And, um... I mean, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I think that the third film that they have to watch should be one that does not involve them. Um... You know, like a movie like Crooklyn
3: or, you know, that
4: is yes. that is centered around just black life, living black life to its fullest, yes. you know, in whatever context that is, but that is not juxtaposed against having to deal with like oppression or the awareness of mm-hmm. white people, you know, because I think that it's just very important that we create stories that are just simply not about that.
2: Yeah. Just joy, just like. Well, just like
4: you're not a part of my every, all day, all the time, you know? And I think that that's part of where we have to find our joy as POC, like the realities, uh, like something that annoys me about the the internet sometimes is the fact that like, I'm just constantly like, we were sitting downstairs waiting to come up here and like, I saw a video of like police officer caught on tape wrestling a 15 year old to the ground with no arms or legs. How? Mm. Why? What? What? That doesn't even make sense to me. But it's like mm. the stories are so constant, you know. That's why I created Smart, Funny, and Black because I was like, we need to have some space that's just a celebratory, safe space where we're just not focused on that. We're focused on the us of it all, and we can kind of rejuvenate and get the battery back to go back to deal with the fuckery. Because if you work in a job. You're dealing with it.
0: Dealing with the fuckery. But uh, yeah. Speaking of did which, did I say three movies? Uh, you did. Uh, uh, okay. Don't try to get. But you said out something the about vag- the whole face. Oh no! Oh, I was gonna try to, try to, get to get out bring. Out I have a vag- oh, oh, segue I got the back Chelsea to Chelsea vag- trying to get off the agenda because she got a I'm man. I'm not gonna name people. So, oh no! no, about- oh, no! We we have ours. Oh. oh are you curious?
3: Okay, so speaking of joy,
2: you write in the book when you're having a whole phase, you can come up with a agenda of you know some people that you want to take down. My aunts in the crowd, close your ears. Agenda. So, who's is on the list? And there's a woman's
4: list of who could get it.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Shade's is, is ready. All right. Shade's is always
0: ready. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> <She> uh, <laughs> Co- <laughs> Kofi Cerebo? Cer- Cerebo. That makes sense. Um, I'm going to say half of that Shea Moisture ad. Maybe oh, yes. three fourths.
1: What a great furniture commercial. <laughs>
0: And um, Chelsea's coworker—is it your boss? No, your coworker. Yeah, tell him I said what up.
4: I feel like I saw somebody when I was coming in here that could have made it on the agenda. Ooh! I was like, ooh, look at you. Um,
2: oh god. Okay, Andre three thousand.
4: Ooh, yeah, yeah, three stacks. Mm. Wait,
2: at any time,
4: like in his era of life, do you prefer him, like in suspenders or in a Braves jersey? Like a press
2: out. No, all all eras, all versions, I, all, all right, all, all, all versions. Southern playlist, to his, Hay like, now. Transformation. Okay, like, that's somebody I just want to like cuff, actually. <laughs> like, but anyway, so she's I'm like, like 30, I'd be, I teleport a cuddle. Okay. Um, Maluma? Like you put me on to Maluma. Oh yes. Yeah, he's pretty it's fine. Like, I, who's Maluma? He's, he's like a Colombian, Colombian reggaeton artist. You know him.
4: I literally discovered him yesterday. <laughs> ah! Perfect. Because he was hugging a tiger. Um he's, he's fine as hell. Foin. Oh
2: my god.
4: That's so random. Huh, that's interesting. Whenever coincidences like that happen, it makes me wonder what the hell. Something
0: something's there. Yeah, because
4: yeah, I did not know he existed and then now you sit here and you're like
0: Maluma. Maluma. Mercury is in micro braids.
1: We'll put that on the shade room. Shut Maluma up! Maluma, Amanda Seales.
0: Thank you. <laughs> um okay, wait. Who will be my third?
1: Budding love. I always
0: say
2: Frank Ocean, but he Angelo. Oh, oh. Yes. Whoa. 19, D'Angelo! Angelo. Yeah, I 2000
4: remember. D'Angelo.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, how does it feel, How does it feel, D'Angelo? Feel D'Angelo? D'Angelo. Not like after all the stuff
4: happened. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, D'Angelo with the with the chisel with the with chisel. the V cut. D'Angelo. Yeah, with, with the, the baby I call them previews.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's like a preview of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Double entendre. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like y'all don't know what the reference that we're making. D'Angelo, how does it feel, D'Angelo, when it's like, is he how getting is head or is he not? Feel? I don't know, but he's no,
3: singing. Girl, it's only you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's on again.
2: Yes. <laughs> have a joy. Mine's my
1: boyfriend.
2: Oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Your boyfriend and your boyfriend. And yeah, but boyfriend. if we asked
4: him, would he have people on his list? Whoop,
1: no, I'm all he needs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful.
1: Real cackle. But if he weren't on the planet, then it would be um, Jason Momoa. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, as Jason Momoa, like, or
4: as Khal Drogo? Because I feel like I want Khal him in Drogo. a specific iteration. I want yeah. him okay.
1: doing like speaking in that language. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Dothraki.
1: Dothraki. Yep. All right. Um, swinging that curved sword. Okay, we get, we That's, got it. That was very uh, suggestive. <laughs> we got it. Swinging that curved sword. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <All> um, right. <laughs> and. Ghost, if you were a little taller. I thought about Ghost too, but
2: he's bitch made. I can't. Do <laughs> I'm sorry. I the think character, obviously, not yeah, the person.
4: Yes, his
1: character mm-hmm. a little bitch made. He's
4: fine. that whole conversation was hilarious.
1: <laughs>
3: and lastly, and, and that
1: was it. I, my boyfriend. Jason. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Ghost. All right. Oh, okay. So, okay. so all right. Um, we <laughs> we
2: um, but we did notice that in your book there were some white men on the list. And yeah, but they, mm-hmm.
4: these are not white men. These white are characters. characters. These are characters that exist. White like, characters. And my Jordan Catalano of my so-called life is not a white man. Like, he's Jordan Catalano.
0: Yeah. So. He exists
4: in a vacuum of space and time. <laughs> Interesting. I, like I was know. 12, and he had, <laughs> you know, it was Pearl Jam era. You know, it was a lot going on.
0: That one really was like, Tim Riggins oh, of shit. Friday Night
4: Lights. Like, <laughs> come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Come on. He exists in a space and time.
1: But so are Texas you... Texas forever. You, you, do you date interracially? Would you? Could you? I don't, I'm don't. i not saying no, but I'm never
4: hollered at by white men, like ever. Okay. I hope that's not an invitation, but I'm never... <laughs>
1: now they're going to be upping your DMs.
4: <laughs> because you know what it is, and I think that... And I say this on stage, like, I never really know when white men are hollering.
1: Mm, Girl. <laughs> <no. laughs> I, I I actually can agree with that. You know, Absolutely. like,
4: I had a dude, I had a brother holler at me across the room and literally was like,
0: "Your boyfriend, that's
1: your boyfriend?
0: <laughs> right. Like, I know what that is. He'd be like, hey, shorty, with the pink top, pink like, pants, pink shoes. Yes.
4: Like, he was legit, like, it was very clear. And I was like, even though he was across the entire room, I was like, I'm being hollered at right now. Whereas, like, a white guy, like, I had a... I was somewhere and this white guy was like, would you like some tea? And I was like, no, I'm fine. Um, it's hot. That was his move. Exactly. And my homegirl was like, he was trying to holler. And I was like, how is you're that? Trying, you? That's... trying to holler.
0: <laughs> I, I, like, I, you trying to
4: holler. I thought he was offering me a hot beverage, not like hot sex on a platter. Like, I just.
0: <laughs> I think they do it with the eyes. I
2: never seen it, but. <laughs> I just think it's always
4: funny that like with a brother, he can literally just be like, what's up? And you're like, I'm being hollered at.
2: <laughs> right, right. You
4: know, <laughs> like one word, you know.
2: What's up? Um, (laughs) there's uh, a part in the book where it's it's like titled "Dear Brothers," Mm -hmm. and it's like three parts. Do you mind if I read it? I know. Sure. So, Dear Brothers, we love you. Dear Brothers, part two, protect black girls, protect black women. Dear Brothers, part three, we are not your enemy when we challenge you to be your own champion. Mm -hmm. We are not your enemy when we aspire to be our own champions. We are both the subject of centuries of trauma and division and must begin to see the value in each other as equal parts change agents, thought leaders, and movement makers. I thought this was just really... Beautiful, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You did your reading voice. Did you hear it? Yeah. Well, for one, it reminded me of this Jill Scott song, Do You Remember? And she's, she's like talking about like, we, yeah, she's like, we knew yeah. each other in the, in the Serengeti. We yes. did this, we did that. Like, we knew each other in past lives and that like deeply intrinsic That's
3: connection
2: true. that black men and, and women deep, have girl. together. You know, you see where I'm going? But in, in expressing that, you're also speaking to sort of a tension that exists there I wondered if you could expound upon that. Mm-hmm.
4: That's another, like, I just be having thoughts. And so recently I was just, I've been just talk, thinking about the notion of, like, why we don't have black rom-coms. Mm. We just don't really have black rom-coms. It's because, like, our love is not a romantic comedy. <laughs> like our love is a dramatic comedy like there's there's always a drama element by nature of the fact that i feel like black love never gets to just exist in a vacuum of love in the same way that I feel like we get to see a lot of white love exist in stories. like, And it's not to say that white love gets to exist in a vacuum, but we have so long, for so long, been presented that option. Like, we've all... Like, when Harry Met Sally makes you think, like, these people do not have any real issues outside of, like, you know, this one is divorced and, you know, this one uh, likes somebody. Like, you know, otherwise, shit is great. Right. Um, you know, same with... I mean, like, it's just... A, but we don't ever really see that because our love ends up having to have so many other elements involved in it. Like our love has to have politics involved in it. Our love has to have history involved in it. Our love has to have a certain level of economics involved in it. Our love has gender roles involved in it that were decided upon by oppressive forces that we have nothing to do with. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just so much, which is why therapy ends up being so important. But I just feel like when it comes to the concept of black love, like, A lot of times when you hear like black men say things like, oh, like we fuck with white women because they're easier. It's not even really that as much as it's just like you're not up against a mirror in the same way. So it can be easier in the sense that like you're just not you're just not having to deal with things in the same um, bubble with somebody else that you are. When you're dealing with a white woman, because if you're dealing with a sister, it's like you can't hide the fact that like I, her problems are very similar to your problems, mm-hmm. and you know, like even if I've had black women who are like, I only date white men, and I'm just like, I mean, whatever. But I think part of that is like there's this great white hype, you know, mm-hmm. that gets presented. Like I had a woman tell me the other day, she was like, you know, you need to get you a white man. I was like, you need to back up, because um, <laughs> like all men, like. N- Like, no race of men has it figured out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think patriarchy in general is a problem. So it's not, like, there's no one race or ethnic or cultural Mm -hmm. or religious group that's like, but we over here, we holding it down for the queens. Like, that's just not (laughs) a thing. So, but I think that a lot of the women who feel that way just feel like they're not getting the same pushback from a white man that they might get from a brother because at the end of the day, like... If you're in a relationship with a white man, a lot of times, I and this is a theory because I've never dated a white man, but I think there's something to be said for the fact that, like, that white guy knows that no matter how bossy you get, you know what I'm saying, No matter how much of an attitude you get, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, he is still winning in this world more than you.
3: Oh God!
4: So it's a lot easier for him to manage like you and your sass, you know? <laughs> because he's like, yeah, whatever, Keisha. Like,
0: not Keisha. Um, and and I
4: think that, that I I'm think done. that there's sometimes even a level of comfort in the re, in the other person's in the sister's version of that. Yeah. Like yeah. so I don't know, I just these are all thoughts that I just be thinking about. I philosophize on a regular basis. I think we don't do enough of that anymore. Like we don't ideate in the same way we used to because we don't really get to have real conversations, but I so I, I really do think this is dope. It feels like a salon of sorts, not a salon, the the tech, not a salon. but a salon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you have time, if you haven't
1: Go see Slave Play. I would say Slave Play. Yeah, slave Play. It
0: ends January 19th. It's in New York. York. It's all about... I won't even tell yeah, you. Yeah, we won't even tell you what that is. I because like people have been about. telling me about
4: going to see it, and I need to go to New York. Um, maybe I'll go... Ooh, I was about to say something so... I was about to be like, maybe I'll go for the weekend and see it. <laughs>
0: Salish, Oh,
3: hey. Just pop down to Every so often, you're like, I ain't made it! <laughs>
0: And then, and then you go, hop on, hop off the train. And yo, shorty with the pink top, pink pants. Because I still shoes. do take
4: the train in New York.
0: Because... Wait, <laughs> like, do you? As you should. It makes sense. Yeah. But do people just like, come up to you, train, try to talk son. to you? Is it annoying?
4: Just find some shade. Nah, I took the bus last time I was in New York. It made sense.
2: Well, we love I was going to the Four love Seasons. The love a good we bus. Love the bus. <laughs>
4: I was going to the Four Seasons, but it made sense. The key to being a New Yorker is about economizing your time. Like, no real New Yorker is going to take a cab from 125th to 42nd at 9 a.m. in the morning. This is silly. This is foolish. It's going to take you hours. You'll never
0: get there. I'm going to do this. I guess that's all y'all got out here. Oh, y'all have a train.
4: No, but I mean, it's just—it's
0: just not the thing. train out it's here like is not the same. It's,
3: it's not, not a, a tram. culture. It's tram.
4: a
2: tram. Yeah.
4: My homegirl tried to tell me she was gonna take the tram from the airport to my house, and I was like, she'll call me back. <laughs> <laughs> and then she called me back and was like, yeah, I don't know, I don't—it's not the same. And I was like, I just want to let you experience that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I just um, like I will always be a New Yorker in that way. Like I really. Don't play. When we did my Funny and Black in New York, we pulled up to, the, to Harlem to the Apollo, and I had a therapy appointment because I still see the same therapist in New York, we just be on the phone when I'm not there. And my appointment was down uh, in Midtown, and my assistant was like, okay, so um, we can get you a car service. It'll be $75. Um, Or we can get you an Uber. It'll be $45. And, like, before she could even finish talking, I was off the bus and down the street, and she was like, (laughs) do you want security? (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm about to take this $2.50 train and get there on time, and no one's going to bother me because when I'm in New York, I walk and I move like, yes. Like, I walk like I dare you.
1: No, that's a fact. So... It just, just popped up in my head. Sorry, guys, but I'm speaking for a friend, not for myself. Off the dome. A friend of mine was having a conversation with their boyfriend, and <laughs> it was a friend, not me. And <laughs> oh, I thought it was supposed to be about me. I was like, I know. bitch. I was like, <laughs> and they were talking about.
0: Be- getting It
4: feels engaged. like the Cosby episode where Denise is like, my friend, and he's like, is it you? And she's like, no. And then we're like, you're a rapist. <laughs> Oh God!
1: Whoa, I didn't see that episode. <laughs> I,
0: I never seen that episode.
4: <laughs> that's how Cosby Show remembrances all end oh, now. You're like, remember
3: that Cosby oh, Show episode? Ah, God, he's already there like,
0: I Damn. I picked up on what you were doing. Damn! I picked up what you were putting down. Like Lady so Gaga,
4: you know? That
1: was such a good show. Anyways, so back your, to my friend and her friends. boyfriend. Yep. Mm-hmm. So basically, mm-hmm. they were having a conversation about becoming engaged, <laughs> and oh. he mentioned. Before we do this, I think we should go to therapy. And she was highly offended. Cause bitch, you're crazy. Why? Why would she be offended? It's not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why were you offended? It
1: was not me. <laughs> Anyways, wh- okay,
0: we're going to play these reindeer games. Why was she offended? Why was she? No, like, at the end
4: of the day, any... Like, because that assumes that you think someone thinks you're crazy. And I just, always, I just need us to really just, like, dispel this reality. Like, therapy is like the gym. We all need it. No matter how in shape you are or how healthy you are. Therapy, travel, meditation, and exercise are four things that... And, and eating healthy are five things that, like... It don't matter your lifestyle. It don't matter your race, gender, nation, creed. Like all, everybody needs those things. Now you may not want to do those things, but they are good for everybody. Even, and then some people will be like, well, tr- not everybody likes to travel. And it's like, yeah, but it's good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like even if you just like I know, I know dudes that never left 125th Street. Like they never went lower than two fifth. And I'm like, how? And then they go downtown. And they're like, oh my
3: god, She is going downtown. downtown. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: but she was telling me that the reason that she <laughs> she's still sticking to this. So she, what else, um, what else did, what what she, did your friend say? She was saying that it's kind of strange because usually people do that before, like, premarital therapy, but pre-engagement therapy? Yes, Isn't it the same because that yeah. ring about to be lit, so he got to be sure.
4: It's the same thing, no?
1: <laughs> How you know, my friend? <laughs> um, is it the same thing? To me, that shows like that's a sign kind of, of like commitment rev- versus
4: anything else.
1: Okay, I, that's a good way to look at it. To me,
4: that's like somebody who's like, I want to get in the weeds with you.
1: I'm just, I mean, my friend is just nervous. Ah, that, uh, no, that's like, I'm going to get the And there. the reality is, is that you go in there and... What if the therapist, like, brings up some shit that doesn't even exist in our that's relationship? That's not how it works. You're it so
0: works. damn Caribbean. <laughs>
1: that is a I'm real like, We're
0: TNT
4: thing <laughs> there, boy.
1: What does this person have to do with this? I don't think that's how it works. Okay, maybe I'll tell my friend to give it a shot. <laughs> You go and you talk
4: about, first of all, your relationship isn't perfect. So there's that. So the conversation begins with like, what are the ways and what are the things you all feel like you need to work on? Nine times out of ten, it's going to be something about communication or sex. Like the, it's, it's going to start with one of those two things. And then you just go from there. But at the end of the day, each of you should have your own individual therapist anyway. Absolutely.
3: So, Mm-hmm. That's the other
4: thing, too. Like, you got to have your own or your own other method of therapy, you know? Right. But when it comes down to it, I feel like, no, that's somebody saying, like, you know what? I want to get in the weeds with you. And it's not, it's not, I don't take it as them being like, I want to see what's in you. Like, what's what you got? Because, yeah. like, you know what you got.
1: All right. I'll but if they do bring advice. up something
4: that I don't think they, they would. It's not like they're going to. It's not like a therapist is trying to, like create conflict, Mm -hmm. I think that, don't get me wrong, Like there are ones that I think do that and you're able to spot it very clearly. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you trying to start shit? Like, I had a therapist who I felt like was trying to literally just like, she just kind of like, was like puppeteering my my personal life, like my, uh, my relationship life. Like, I felt like she was kind of like getting too much of a kick out of like, dudes coming along and like, I'd be like, Um. you know, and I had to really be like, why are you, like, I'm being vague. Basically, like I had, I had, I had kind of like rekindled something with somebody and then, and unkindled it mm-hmm. and was like, and she was like, how was your week? And I was like, oh, well, like this happened, but we talked about it and we're very clear that like, this isn't the right time and we need to let it go. And that's that moving on. And she was like, no, let's talk more. We don't need to talk more. Right. And then, but she like See, that ended up talking more about it and like getting me into a space where I'm like thinking more about it. And then now, mm. I, you know, and then it became like a whole thing and it just like. It was like, oh, like you pulled that out, but I peeped game. Like I I peeped it and was like, oh, this is something I don't like. So you can acknowledge that, and the difference is even the difference that I think is even better is you have another person. Like when you're just there by yourself, sometimes you're like, am I tripping? But if the other person Mm -hmm. is there, you can be like, no, you ain't tripping. We out.
1: Right. Tell your friend. And I and I'm
4: not paying for this session.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll let her know. Um, (laughs) The next question we had was about working because your book is kind of separated by different topics. So mm-hmm. you open it up talking to the ladies and you do have a section where you're talking about work life. Career, yep. Career. Um, and you talk about like how passive aggression is kind of like passed off now as professionalism, which is annoying as fuck. Ooh. I have a theory about that that I explain in the book. Yep. It's very annoying and I feel like we've all dealt with it. Um, Shadé. You yes should speak to this because even when you're pissed off, you become a white woman in distress.
0: It's w- a WWID. because unfortunately we still live in a day and age where like if a black woman gets angry, it's like oh she's an angry black woman. So I just go, I just I just don't, and then everyone fucking listens to you. It's crazy, but if you like pop off, then it's like it's true. Oh she's problematic. So I just go full on like oh. My what you know? And so I go WWID and things get fixed. I do it in everything. I do it in the grocery store. I'm like, help! <laughs> I need this because you know people are trying to play. I'm like, excuse me, hello. I need this item, and they don't want to listen. If you get real like Brooklyn, and then if you're like, I just can't find the avocados. They're like, oh, ah, here you go. I'm just saying, employ it. WWID.
4: Interesting. I've been told to employ this like. By others. There's like Friday you know you may works. have to bring out the white tears. And I'm like, the what tears? And they're like the white woman tears, bring them out.
0: It works. But I mean, some people don't like to have to feel the need to code switch. I feel like every day is a play, so have a good time.
1: Every <laughs> day is a play. I never heard that <laughs> one yet, Shada, I like it. Every, every day, day is a play. Every day is a play. <laughs> so we have um we have some situations or things that I wanna say. And I want your advice on how I should say it in the professional environment. A little more appropriate. Okay. So, what y'all asking me to do right now is below my paid grade. Um...
4: What you're asking me to do right now is below my paid grade. I feel that I would be better suited.
2: Ooh, ooh, already starting off strong. Uh-huh.
4: I feel that... I feel that my... Uh, I feel that my services would be better suited in this particular in another area. Um, however, Sandra is an expert at this <laughs> and would be a great option for uh, <laughs> and would be a great option for carrying through this task.
0: Nope. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Because in
4: that way, you've all, you've like. If Sandra really is good at it, you've now managed to like divert from like you having a what looks like an ego to like stroking somebody else's mm-hmm. ego. Yes. But, but look There's at that, Sandra! Look, look at Sandra. Uh, Sandra be filing. Sandra be filing.
0: You know. So. <laughs> Sandra be filing. And if you hate Sandra, it's like ah, Sandra. <laughs> Bitch Sandra, you filing now? <laughs> um.
2: Okay, I relate to this. It makes me feel kind of mean, but. No, I'm not trying to go to your happy hour every Friday night. I don't even bangs with y'all like that, i.e., coworkers. I'm not trying to go. I got friends. Um,
1: I got friends. I got the friends.
2: I
4: have to let the dog out.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I not even lie. Sometimes just, just I lies. really
4: feel like you just like it's not even worth coming up with the whole scenario because they don't really care, right. you know. So. No. And if you're dealing with white people, just talk about an animal. Yeah, because they will just be like, oh my God, the dog. A lie. Just show love. I'll be like, you too. have a dog? Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, last one. Like, oh. I always say, like, I
4: love animals like a white girl. Like, I mean, it's real. Like, I love oh, oh, yeah, my fellow cat. Like, I literally donated lady. to, like, these, these, like, Ukrainian chicks <laughs> who are saving foxes today. Like, it, yeah, I'm weird. But I, it's called Save a Fox, and I follow them, and like they're just like saving all these animals, and like the fox trade in Ukraine is very serious.
0: You lost me there, but I know that's I um, does not give a fuck I hate animals. animals. I'm
4: like about the animal life, which if is why I'm like, it. if I could just align my dietary like trajectory with my love of animals, like I could really. I yeah. feel hypocritical sometimes, but I'm just like. If I don't eat meat, I, I'm so skinny. It is no bueno.
1: Lucky you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's um, not really,
4: one... though. No, I, no one wants to look emaciated.
1: <laughs> you look great. Because I it. eat
4: a lot of meat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one I relate to because I stay changing my hair. Um, every time I change my hairstyle, I don't need y'all to make a scene out of it. Mm. Yeah. Um,
4: my therapist taught me this. Okay. Oh.
0: Surprise!
4: <laughs> Stop. That's it. No. That's it. Oh, and, that's you it. That, and you can use and you can use that anytime someone says something to you as if they should have known something about you like, "Oh, I didn't know that you had a dog." Surprise!
0: Like and you're and you're out. And you're out. So when I come in with the inches <laughs> next week,
4: yeah, surprise. surprise! Like if they ask you about it, okay. like oh my god, like what is this? Surprise!
2: <laughs> and I'm be like, and you're out. Yeah, say nothing else, and <laughs> you're out. I love that. I love
4: that. Like because it's not patronizing, it's not mean. It's just like oh my god, and then you keep it moving. It's like I feel like it's like one of those flash bombs, you know? And then like before they know what's happened, you're out. Like surprise, <laughs> you're gone. What'd she say?
1: I feel like that's a good one too, because like it's like picking your battles. Like I don't yeah. have the energy to be pissed off all the fucking time. I used to. Yeah,
4: I've had the energy to be pissed off all the time for a long time until this year where I don't I literally just don't have the time.
1: It's exhausting.
4: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: And then people get to, you know, say, oh, this person's you're angry. You're the angry black girl in the office. You're and like, it's just yes, like, because, because you're, you're
2: annoying. annoying. And also <laughs> surprise.
1: <laughs> but wait, that was a callback. So like the other day <laughs> I was you
4: know? I was boarding a plane and my, I ran into my homegirl and we were both coming back here from New York. And we were in Delta One. So we were boarding in the (laughs) first. So we were boarding in the first group. And as we're boarding, and it's like a late night flight. It's like 11 o'clock. Like everyone's already just tired. You know what I mean? So because you've already done a full day in New York by the time you got to this flight. Right. So everyone's just like moving slow. And then we hear like this man coming through like, excuse me, excuse me, ex- I need to board. <laughs> and like, you know, you hear something in the background, you're like, that can't be coming towards me because that sounds crazy. <laughs> and it gets closer and closer and closer. And then he came, you know, to hit me, he, to he hit me contact? with the move. And he was like, excuse me, I need to board. And I was like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> we're all in Delta One. He was like, you're in Delta One? And my homegirl oh, no, went, you didn't. surprise. No!
3: And it stopped oh. him in his
4: tracks, and it was like, and now we can board. Wow, he tried
0: like it. He I really like, did, I like though. That surprise.
4: But those are stories that, like, I tell people, and they're like, "That didn't happen." Woo. I'm like, anyone who knows me, like my real friends, know that, like, I have a that didn't happen story happen to me at least once a week. Like, get out of here. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I'm a writer or if it's just because I have like I'm an empath and I have a lot of that energy, and vertebra. so that kind of like pulls to you, but. Mm-hmm. Shit.
0: There's, I mean, shit be going down. I don't know if a surprise would have came out of me. The Brooklyn would have came right out, like, back the fuck up, put your shit down. (laughs) What's funny is she
4: is from Brooklyn and she's Haitian from Brooklyn. So it was maturity.
0: Wow. God bless.
4: Because, like, yeah, yeah, five years earlier, I feel like she would have been like, yo, what the fuck, B? You
0: trying to get these (laughs) hands, old man?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Okay. All right. Staying on the topic of professionalism. Oh. You state in the book that your mom would tell you. Mandy, I'm giving. I'm doing a okay. fake Grenadian accent. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I don't think you like money because you're really not trying to make it. What right, the fuck
2: is that? <laughs> that was. I'm sorry. A shame. I don't know how
1: to do the Grenadian accent. I mean, like,
4: it's a, a it's, Grenadian it's, accent is not dude, far from a Trini accent. All right. How would it's
1: a Trini, accent, how would Trini
2: say it then? Okay. Like this is
1: what my mom tells me all the time. I work. At, I work for Adidas in corporate, and she goes. I sent you to school to sell sneakers. Yes, <laughs> same thing. That's difference. literally what she tells me every day, and I'm like, "Mom, I'm not gonna be a doctor. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not over. happening." My mom
4: still, to this day, when I'll, I'll be like, you know, if this didn't work out, like, I would have been, if you know, if I didn't go this route, I would have been a cardiothoracic surgeon. And to this day, she's like, "It's not too late. It's not all, too late." Lord.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. No, but the way you write about uh, being a multi-hyphenate, like I'm, I'm currently struggling with this because. There's just so many things that I want to do. And low-key, I'm good at those things. And like you said, you got multiple talents. And there's, I, for a long time, I'm a writer, but I tried to say, like, I'm only a writer. But I want to do so many other things. And once I allowed myself to, like, have the space to do other things, I felt like I just wasn't as limited. Um, so two things. We were wondering, like, how do you have that conversation with a parent who has, who's thinking about a career as having, like, a blueprint when mm-hmm. and you know when you're a multi-hyphenate, there is no blueprint. But also, like juggling, trying to make some money in the meantime, because all of us landed in LA today and had to do our main jobs while we were being like, "Shit, we got a live show, <laughs> but I gotta send this email and blah blah blah." blah, blah, blah. And you want to give your focus to the thing that you love, but you got bills. It's a lot of questions.
0: We have a donation tab on our website. <laughs> <laughs> support Black Girl Sexing slash support. <laughs>
4: I mean, I think the reality is that. Well, first of all, I have to say that I came up in a different time. Um, I think there might even be a little more openness now. Like, I mean, I went to school in 1999, so there, like, the internet had like just become like a thing. Like, the idea of a multi hyphenate was not a thing. Like, it was just somebody who's not focused. Um, so I feel like I had to do a little bit more finessing. Like, and really, the best way to shut a parent up is to make money. Um, cause then you just don't need their money. Uh, but I think that it really ends up also just particularly with immigrant parents. I think one of the unique things is that like a lot of our parents like never considered work having to be enjoyable. Like that concept is almost like insulting.
1: Like, how dare you enjoy your work? I like, mean, that is... Yeah, like, that's just not... My mom still wants me to be an MTA worker.
4: Because it has benefits. She,
1: she's like, take the test. It take has a test. union. I'm like... Bro, there's, I
4: mean, you know, so... But there's just like a... Like goal. There's a security there. But they just... It was... It, I really... It's it just... Working to do something you like just was never a concept. Even though they were unhappy the whole right time. So, I know from my mom, like, my uncles were all like musicians, like legit musicians who became a lawyer, (laughs) a financial advisor and an OBGYN. So it was like, yeah, like that's like a hobby. You know what I mean? Like you do your real job. And actually my other, he didn't, he became a judge. So for me, it was like, I was in the entertainment business so young Um, that I think my mom kind of always considered like that was going to be a thing. And also I was just so outwardly an artist that like you like that was never not going to be, like it was always going to be the case. And then, you know, I got into school for acting and like I was doing things in such a legit way that I think that I was able to kind of like quell her concern for a long time just because I was like, still going the path of, like, I'm going to college. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm still, like, doing things legit. But things got scary for my mom, I feel like, when it just seemed like there was no direction. And as an artist, um, particularly as an artist, because you can be a multi-hyphenate of many forms, but as a particularly as an artist, like, there's going to be a time where there just is no, dire- like, direction. Like, that's part of the process is being in a space of no direction because you're just kind of, like feeling things out you know and like today this might feel like this and today this might feel like this and I had to have a certain resoluteness about that that had to like put comfort in her heart because it was just like listen I'm not going to be a nurse like and then I think you just try to relay to people, like, this is my passion. Like, just rock with me on this, you know? And I think for what it's worth, like I said, like, as long as you are continuing to demonstrate effort towards your passion, that, to me, is the best show of truth to people. Like, I think a lot of people just kind of talk. And when you hear somebody just talking, like, it don't matter what you're doing. You're just like, you're just doing a lot of talk. I don't see any real movement in this direction. I'm not seeing the actions around this, you know? So that, the multi-hyphenate space is... Um, I don't, I don't want people to misuse it as, like, oh, I don't know what I want. Like, I'm somebody that has no direction. Because I think that's, that's a misuse. Tenth
0: mixtape, no sales. What? what? Like, like a tenth mixtape. Yeah, like, like, it's just. It's not.
4: Because I talk about in the, that in the book, too. Like, I mean, you have to know your talent. Like.
0: You know those people.
4: There's such a thing as developing your skill and also just, like, lying to yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right.
4: You know, like
0: Rapper. I'm not good
4: at pottery, y'all. <laughs> like I'm just not good at pottery. Like I had to get real with myself about that I was not good at pottery, y'all. And like <laughs> my profess my teacher was like, No, like you'll get better. And I was like, brother. No, like I just know that this is not this is not my ministry. Um, but like even with music, like at a certain point it was just like, Oh, this isn't this isn't it for me. Like I have, have, I've had a good time and I've enjoyed myself in this, but this isn't it for me. And sometimes that can be like the hardest thing to admit to yourself. Like this just isn't it for me. Like I enjoy this, but it isn't my purpose. Mm -hmm. But the sooner, I think the realer you are with yourself, the the realer you, the less real you have to be with everybody else. (laughs) Like just watch me, you know what I mean? And that's the thing, like, the explaining, the explaining, the explaining. I really am really about, like, just demonstrate. Just yes. watch me. I don't, you know, just watch me. You're uncom- your parents are uncomfortable. You're like, I feel you. I'm sorry that you're uncomfortable, which but is the fake apology.
0: It's like is, like, you still, you still make music. You still, like, explore your passions. Like, your book has a bunch of artwork. It has so many different things that show all the aspects of what you do.
4: Mm. But that's just because I figured it out for me. Mm. Like, comedy ended up being the code, like, the, the cracking of the code for mm-hmm. me. And then it got to... It, and then once I was able to crack that code, it was like, oh, now I can figure out how to intermingle everything. That's why you, like, oh, you use such big words. I'm like, yeah, I figured out how to just, like, kind of throw that in as, like, a part of my style now. So, like, it's an expected thing that when I'm going to be, when I'm on stage, that you're going to expect that, like, she might say some shit that I have to Google, while or she might say obfuscate, and I'm going to have mm. to figure it out.
0: Spell that.
4: O-B- <laughs> O-B-F-U-S-C-A-T-E. So... I say all of that to say though, that like it's a nebulous space. And I think that the hardest thing for, for any parent to believe is that like you don't have security. So it's just really mm-hmm. trying to give them an understanding that like, you know, I am secure in my insecurity right now, but I'm gonna get there. Just ride mm-hmm.
1: with me. Right. Just watch me. Yeah, I like that. You also talk in the book about working with friends and just really quick, do you have any advice for us? We're three friends working on this. It's been a bit over of a year now we're like we a year and a half. Oh, See, all y'all downs. got all y'all got
4: your own jobs right now.
0: Yes.
1: Right, School right.
4: So it's different.
0: not a lot of money involved. Donate tab. Black
4: support. So, so it's different when you are like all in because the stakes yeah. is high, you right. know? And that's when you have to get real, real with each other on like who is expected to play what role and know your role. You know, mm. and that to me is the hardest part with working with friends because at some point, it, in a boss employee situation, like you guys are going to be partners, so that's different, right. and that can that can be managed. But in a boss employee situation, at some point, it is inevitable. There's going to be a you just think you you know what I mean, and it's like. <laughs> <"Nope."> <laughs> Like we're friends, but yes, I don't just, I am the boss in this situation right. or vice versa. You know what I mean? Because I've been in scenarios where I'm the employee and I have to be like, yo, you're the boss. I need you to like be on point with mm-hmm. this, right. you know? And they're just like, you know me. And it's like, <laughs> no, like I showed up here to like give you my time. I need you to like get it together. So, you know, but they, I think that for what it's worth, it's just People will tell you de facto, like, don't work with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I just say be very, very conscious about the type of friendship you have mm-hmm. and how that fits into the type of work relationship you're going to have. And mm-hmm. it may, the two may not work. We're going to find out. And write a
1: contract. Yes. We no, we have to ideas. go to the lawyer. <laughs> we
2: got work
4: in agreement. You know, the beautiful thing about a contract is, like, it's really, like, it gives you a certain sense of peace. Uh-huh. But, like, anytime you got to go to the contract, you already on some yeah. shit. That's like looking at right. a megaphone. That's true. Right,
1: right, right, <laughs> right. Like, you got go go to go to the contract, <laughs> and shit <laughs> no. is up. Um, um, so, so now we're going to move to What Would You Do. What Would You
0: Do. Um, so uh, we do not own the rights to this song. <clears throat> so our What Would You Do, we sing...
2: What High would you song? do
1: if someone's at home crying, crying all alone
0: the on the bedroom,
2: bedroom floor because he's hungry? And, and the only way to beat him is to sleep with a man for a little
0: bit of money and his daddy's home. And so we're smoking right now in and out of lockdown. Da. I ain't got a job da. now. So for you, this still is still just a good time, but for me, this is what <laughs> I call life. City High's is
1: dead ass going to sue us one day. Yeah, probably. All the episodes are going to get removed. Um. But the what would you do usually comes from a listener, but this week it's coming from Chelsea. Her second question, right? Her yeah.
0: second advice
2: oh, Right question. over here. Yeah. And oh, that's question. that. Leo Did you just refer energy. to
1: yourself in the third person? Yeah.
4: Got you.
0: <laughs> See why we got a contract? No. <laughs> I'm, in,
1: I'm in L.A. now, right? That's oh, what people touche. do here.
4: Ooh. Not necessarily L.A., but Hollywood, absolutely.
1: Hollywood. Mm. But anyways, seriously. My what would you do is, what would you do if you are of a fair skin tone. I'm glad you admitted it. Because it's the winter time. They, <laughs> listen, and your friends constantly roast you about your skin tone, and it actually hurts your feelings. That's corny, why are y'all doing that?
3: Roast don't them, look please. look at
1: me.
4: That's but a it reflection happens. of it your own It happens
1: within the black community. So you I know, wanted they're to stupid. Have that
4: conversation. I don't understand the roast. I, don't ever, I never understand a row, one-sided roast. Like if we're both in the same shit, I never understand it. it's not fair. Like it's not fair.
2: Wow, okay, so Wait. You're calling can I Amanda do to, do to be your
0: light skinned brethren in the moment. Oh. I am. I'm wait, wait, always <laughs> I don't <laughs> like advocate, that shit neither.
2: Right. So you know how people love to like clown white people, OD, like oh you're now comparing light skinned people blah, blah, blah. to white people. No no no, not yet, not yet. But <laughs> not yet. Not actually, I will not. But when people do this like clowning of light skinned people. I don't personally feel this way, but I've heard people say that like it's this like sort of leveling of the playing field or Fuck something. Or, what remember? playing field? Yeah. <sighs> mm.
0: I don't know. Speak on it. I just think the shit is funny. I don't really be care about it. I think it's funny middle, because it's not funny, about though? you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
4: think it's funny, but you're othering somebody oh, that's true. in a way that about something that they literally have no control over. And you're othering them op- on a you're othering them based on a metric that genu- that for what it's worth was created by an oppressor mm. and that if they're not upholding, doesn't make any sense. Like, there are light-skinned girls who think they're better because they're yeah. light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Other them bitches. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. if if you know somebody is not thinking that way, they don't move that way, like, unless you... And, and then it's like, oh, yeah, but you have privilege. It's like, okay, but if I am acknowledging of, like, there is a thing called light skin privilege, mm-hmm. what is the what is the shade being thrown at me uh, really about? Like, you're basically telling me like, yo, like you think you're better because white people think you're better. And it's like, have I ever expressed that? Have I ever moved in that way in any shape, way or fashion? Like, no, and so I really feel like we, when we do that, we are, I'm always just about like, don't take they shit and bring it inside. You know, Mm -hmm. like, that's the shit. Don't take they shit and bring it inside and make it our own. When we do that shit, it feels very like, oh, I'm leveling the playing field because we have it harder, and so now I'm gonna shit on you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really, that's like an oppressor's way of operating. Like, why would you want somebody to hurt because you're hurting by an outside force? Why would you hurt somebody inside your circle because someone outside your circle is hurting you? I've never understood that concept. And I know that there's a thought process that says like, Fuck light skin. Like, there's literally people who are like, Amanda, you're not black because you're light skin. And I'm like, Ooh. where, what, what America <laughs> are wild. you from? Like, so many people are simply light skin because, like, they were, their, their ancestors Rape. were raped. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and even if, and, and, and then when we, what, what ends up happening too is that we fail, we fail to acknowledge that, like, there's race and there's culture. And, When we do this thing where we're like, oh, like you're mixed, so you're not black, it's like, but if you didn't know somebody's parent was white, like Jordan Peele is a whole black man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His mama is white, like she's a full ass white woman. Sutton Bill? I didn't know that. Me, yes, yeah, both him and Keegan Michael Key, both of their both of their mothers are white women. Are white women. Jordan is married to a white woman, but at the end of the day, if he gets pulled over, you think the cop is going to ask him like, "Is your mama white?" Mm-hmm, right. No, he sees a nigga. That's mm-hmm. who he sees. So if the same thing happens, also with this idea of like light skin privilege, I'm not going to say that there wasn't a light skin privilege thing with white people at one point. At this point, I, I genuinely believe that. That more so ends up being a black thing than white. White people think all black people are the same. I have never met a white person who's like, "Oh, she's light skin and she's dark skin." No, I've had had white people think that I was Tiffany Haddish.
1: (laughs) My boss always says I look like Kerry Washington because you have a part (laughs) down the middle. Like, I'm like, do I?
3: (laughs) So So I just,
4: I just want us to consider. I just want us to consider that, like shaming anybody within the black community about their blackness is some anti-black shit. Like, I really feel that way. I don't think it feels, makes anyone feel better. And if the flip side, And if, you, and if, you, side too, and if you feel better because you made somebody else feel bad, like, that's something you need to deal with in therapy.
2: In therapy. And I was going to say something, though, real quick. You, yeah. you use the, is it proverbial term, us, in the book a lot? And I think that it's so powerful. I always love to refer to us... As an us, and like in this, the context of this conversation, this kind of shit is like divisive to it us. It is. Like, I had a woman yeah. say to me, like, when you say that
4: there are, when you say that you're a light skinned woman that, that doesn't consider herself, um, when, I had a woman say to me, like, when you say that you're a light skinned woman that doesn't think you're better, you sound like white women saying not all white women. And I'm just like, how are you comparing me? to an entire group of people that exp- that have experienced an entire history and privilege that I yeah. don't have anything to do with you know but it's still just like we live in a country where our history has been co-opted and you know dismantled and veiled from us in so many ways and it really just really boils down to us having to come to the realities of like Black people in this country have a very, 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 very unique experience to any other black people in the diaspora. At the end of the day, we all are connected because when it boils down to it, like, we all were the subject of colonialism, and whether you're an aborigine in Australia, or you are a slave that was dropped off in Bahia, or you're West Indian, or you're in America, like, we all have that through line, but... The American the African American or Black American or Negro experience, we can't even we can't even agree on a name.
3: Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause there's just so much there. In other words, stop saying that shit to light skinned folks. It's corny. So, like, what about Drake? Drake <laughs> is from Canada.
0: <laughs> but like, can we roast Drake? Is Drake Drake's mother is Jewish.
4: Drake is from Canada.
0: Drake Drake is Drake's father is a whole pimp. Yes. <laughs> <He is. laughs>
2: <sighs> I know, there's something like right. roastable I'm gonna about work him. On my guess, you mean like Drake... There's so like many the things, things to roast Drake on. Yeah, he looks roastable. like a Muppet. He's that's like... That's why like,
4: I said I said yeah, so so. I said his eyes look like they're like... Drake, there's just fine
2: eyes like they're like, Drake there's is fine so now. Things. Like, there was it a joke fine,
4: in, the, in the in the 90s of like, I oh, you're being light-skinned because like there was light-skinned R&B singers who were all singing the same way. Like that's like a thing, you know? Like Christopher Williams and Ralph Tresvant. Like that was a thing. But like... I think there's also just a difference between jest and degradation and Mm. you know the difference. You know? And if someone says to you, like, I know that may feel funny to you but it hurts my feelings, like, you gotta just respect that. You gotta just respect that. Like, it should not, you should never be so, like, I need to hold on to this degrading shit. Like, why? Chelsea, we love you.
0: I know. There's so many things to make
4: fun of Chelsea about that have nothing to do with her (gasps) being (laughs) light-skinned.
0: Chelsea doesn't want to go to
4: therapy. Shame her into therapy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Chelsea talks with the third person. <laughs> uh, you know what? All right. just going to get some new material.
4: But the, Do you understand where I'm coming from?
0: Absolutely. And no. Because this is a hard conversation I, I to be, have in I front be, of people. I be fucking I with Chelsea all the time. And we but do it back and forth. But she can't fuck forward, with you
4: back. And that's what makes it unfair. That's right. true. What can
1: that's I say? Fine. She's yeah. not
4: coming. And she wouldn't fuck with you back. Yeah. Because that would be ridiculously Maddie. foul. Yeah,
1: she,
4: right. She can't. She you can't. But yeah. you've now othered her black experience. And that's not cool.
0: Got some black yes. girls texting therapy Ooh, happening live like, with Amanda feels. It's a true. It's true. Like, it's No, but really that's true. facts. That's facts because I'm the number and one. And then people will
4: say things like, you know, black men only want light-skinned women. You know, yeah. And it's like, if you're a light-skinned woman, you're not privileged for only getting access to niggas that only want light-skinned women. These right. are the corniest brothers right. out. Yeah. Why I don't yeah. want y'all.
0: That's, that ain't it. <laughs> so, like, we all losing that.
4: <laughs> we all losing that.
2: <laughs> no, it's fast.
0: thank you for writing your. What would you do? But i
1: Glenn. So at this point, do we open it up to the audience? No, our black girl doing shit first.
2: Oh yeah. Oh okay. So on every episode, we have a black girl doing shit. Just a black girl killing it. And that's you.
1: You're uh, like Simone Biles. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, always. But yeah, it's Thanks you. Guys. Thank you so much. No, but seriously, Junior. the book is incredible. Like. I haven't read a book Thank in a you. while just because I feel like I'm like it's it's hard to sit down and read. I walk to work, I come back home, I don't mm-hmm. have time to sit. Mm-hmm. And like this was like I it was so enjoyable. It. I read it like it was in was like, sitting. It was like Why a did page I didn't hear you turner. say I
4: twerk through it. And I was like, how does one twerk through a book?
1: Twer- like, I can see me her me reading it and twerking.
0: I genuinely cackled like I was on a plane and I was like ah! and we were like
4: that means a lot to me because <laughs> it was my first time writing a book. And I wrote a poetry book. But I'd never written a book, book, and I wasn't sure. I just wasn't sure. Like, I literally, like, kept it very close to my chest. I didn't let any of my reads. It wasn't even that I didn't let. It just didn't even occur to me to, like, have any of my friends look at it before I put it out. And then a month before I put it out, I was like, oh, shit. I was reading Du Bois. I was reading Souls of Black Folk again, and I was like, oh, yes. Hold up did I did I write something that is even a, 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 con, a continuance of the canon, you know? And I, like, started panicking that I had written some bullshit. And so I, like, immediately tried to send it out to my friends, like, can y'all read this and, like, let me know if I wrote some bullshit? None of them read it. Um, oh. Yeah, 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 oh. you. And uh, so I still had to fly blind, but thank goodness you read it. Uh, <laughs> no, it was amazing. And I... Just, oh, I wanted to write something that could last, mm-hmm. and that could build bridges. So build bridges between generations, you know, build bridges between cultures, between bridges to light skinned and dark skinned girls, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> etc. So by the
1: way, they're not even dark skinned which Don't is hilarious. Don't say they are.
4: No, it's shade not is not even dark
1: skin. She just puts on dark skin makeup.
4: The fact that we're even, <laughs> the fact that, that we're even doing this whole like gradient of skin, the same way we it's do like gradient real. of curl, which it drives me. Real absolutely crazy I'm a 2B I'm a 4C I'm like you're just (laughs) I just hate that I'm like (laughs) we come up with all type of shit and it's literally just like my hair holds more moisture than yours I'm
0: some shit every different day so Hmm.
4: we well the other part (laughs) of it is like it if you got black hair you got four kinds of texture in your in in your in the back in In the the kitchen yep this is a 4A like this is a whole other shit up here and this is some different shit today then it will be tomorrow once I wash it. Mm-hmm. This is coarse, I, this is a Brillo pad. I could scrub But you a, said
0: something, you said there's no such thing as bad hair, just bad, it's wigs. bad wigs. I
4: swear by that. There's no <laughs> such thing as good hair, only <laughs> bad oh, hair. wigs. Yeah, no, good hair. And bad wigs, oof. Be a friend. <laughs> be a friend.
3: <laughs> Your lace is wanna, lifting.
1: <laughs> uh, we wanted to offer it to any of our friends in the crowd that had a question. I feel
4: like this crowd doesn't have questions.
1: We oh, got one? We oh, got oh one? apparently they do. Oh, you good, Glenn? Cuidado. Cuidado.
3: <laughs>
5: Hello. Hello. Uh, thank you. This was wonderful. Uh, I, yeah. I just moved from Brooklyn like a month ago. So oh, look really at you. Good. You, you right? feel at home. Yeah, yeah. So I will see you guys in the dumbest. But Dumbo got house. it. Gang, gang, gang. Yeah, for sure. Um, this question, is a, you can definitely pass on. it. It's a rumor mill okay. question. Okay, good way to it, start. Yeah, please. You can definitely. Uh, so oh. there's a rumor going around that there's tension between... You and the, uh, the folks uh, on the show. I'm going to uh, ask so you a question.
4: Should, One, why would I answer that?
5: Yeah. Oh, well, I, Two, um, why would you ask that? That's well. my real,
4: No, that's my real question. Why would you ask that? Well, I
5: was hoping the answer would be no, and you could just... No,
4: but it. why would you ask that, though? What? Like, just considering the space. If you, look, if you check the bus and you consider the space... Why would you feel like that's an appropriate question for this space? I swear, I swear. I'm not even trying to come at you. I'm just curious. The
5: reason I thought it was a safe question to ask because you talked about friendship and kind of dealing with people and friends. Do you
4: feel like that is any of your business?
5: Kind of because I'm a fan of the show, so I guess kind of. It's not,
4: and that's the thing, and that's what we all need to get better at, knowing what our business is. Because we are unfortunately, and I'm guilty of this too, brother. So I'm telling you, like, we live in a world now where we are given so much access to so much shit that we think everything is our fucking business. Like, my mom was like, I mean, on the job about Kevin Hart's recovery. And I'm like, this is none of your business. Like, she's like, well, you know, it is my business because I want to know. And I'm like, no, just because you want to know doesn't mean you need to know or that you should know. It has nothing to do because at the end of the day, even if we weren't getting along, which we are getting along, follow me on Instagram, which we were never not getting along. That's right. um, <laughs> The real question is, why are you listening to Rumor Mills? But the real more important part of this is that are you still going to get the product that you love? I hope so. And that's yeah. what matters. Yeah. That's really what matters. Like, we become so obsessed with, like, all the inner workings. You're going to get a season four of Insecure. That's I all you should care that. about. Like, you know, and I think, like, even when I guest host on The Real, like, I had to stop looking at the comments because people would create entire narratives about like, oh, Amanda's shading Tams and Tams like, what, when did you shade me? I'm like, girl, I don't (laughs) know. You You know, like, Alani and Amanda are fighting and it's like, by the way, and if you come to a taping, you're like, there's no way you could come to a taping and walk away the same way because between every topic, we're like, you know, but there's this obsession with conflict and like, this idea that like black women aren't getting along and that we can't Mm -hmm. get along. And so for the record, I'm not a liar, but I would never even, even if that was happening, I would not put that in the world Mm -hmm. because there aren't even enough black shows, let alone black women shows for me to even allow that to be a topic of conversation outside of the family setting. It's just not valuable, you know? So I wouldn't even enter that into the atmosphere. But if you, Watch my Instagram, or you, you're able to see the truth about things. And the problem is that people don't do their own research anymore. People don't do any research. It's just more sensational to just like listen to some statement that someone said. Do you even know who said that?
5: No, no, this is totally. That's my the friend. thing. Yeah, you don't fri- even know who friends. said it. My, 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 my friends, my friends hyped this up, and I was like, I don't even believe Your it. My friends so is I trash, like, baby. Yeah. That's what Do you understand how it's
4: wild like, that is, though? Yeah. Like we don't even be knowing who's saying shit to us. Like when I read an article, I like, make a point of looking at like who wrote it. Yeah. You Thanks. know what I mean? Like, and I never really was even that conscious of it, but as I've gotten more into this industry, I've had to be more conscious of it, because you realize that like, some people are writing things to get clout. Do anything for clout? Like for real. Clout. Like you'll see people on the route. Or the Griot, which you're like, oh, these are sites that like do like actual news. But ever so often they'll like slide in an op-ed. And if you're not careful, you're reading an op-ed thinking that you're reading the news. And then you have to like catch yourself. You're like, oh, this person is literally just talking out their ass about something because, you know, they felt like talking about it. So I just want to put everyone on on just I just want to ask everyone in the room to just like try to train your acuity and your awareness to the fact that like. Everything that you're receiving is one, not well-intentioned, and two, not factual, and three, simply just not not even anyone's business. It's just someone trying to make business out of your business. That is the wildest part ever.
1: We have one over
5: here. Hi, hi, ladies.
0: I like your sweater! (laughs) Pink gang.
5: Uh, I see a lot uh of pink. this question is actually for the ladies of the podcast. Well well you you too as well. You're you're from the Caribbean. Um oh gosh.
3: So um, <laughs> the I, I believe ready. I believe one
5: of you guys are a black american um um well <laughs> um a little bit of it. So I I'm part mm-hmm. of a collective here called brilliantly black here in LA it started earlier this year. Uh we did a talk on black division which all types of different divisions, even down to our hair like you guys were talking about. Um your your friendship. Uh, I don't know how long you guys have been friends, but could you talk a, li- a little bit about your um, any struggles that you had um, in backgrounds, parents, you know, those type of thing?
1: I mean, we've had a lot of good times, but like one thing I would I will say, which is a part of our podcast, mm-hmm. is we're all black women of the same age, but we're all so different. Like I come from a single mom home in Flatbush. Caribbean mom, they both have American moms, although Shade is now Grenadian.
0: My <laughs> grandmother was born in Caracou. Yeah. Don't make I'm me joking. bring out the birth it's certificate.
1: It's just like, you know, we have cultural differences, yeah. but like, I mean, I th- yeah, I think that we
0: have found that it's very different to just be like friends and kikiing and like getting down to the business and finding that we have. Different opinions. We're all extremely opinionated in our own ways. And I think that also comes from our upbringings and the way that we view things. But I think that's also the best part because like we will literally get on an episode and be like, no, that's not like going back and forth with each other. And it seems as though like we're beefing, but really we're just, you know how black people be yelling.
1: So like we're And that's that's also something that I loved about the book was when you spoke about um you know, black women or black people in general, I think it was specifically black women, you know, our passion being perceived as, like, aggression, almost. And, like, I feel like that's one of the reasons why we gravitate towards you and, like, a lot of women do is because you're in this Hollywood space but, like, you still seem, I mean, I don't know you personally, but you still seem very real and just, like, I'm just saying what I'm feeling, I'm saying what I know and that's it. And, like, without the facade of I'm ladylike, and I'm gonna say it this way, and I'm gonna, you know, and I feel like that's something we have on our podcast, um, and it comes across yeah. in three different types of ways.
2: Um, also, there's a chapter in Amanda's book that's, or a section, Black versus Black versus Black. Mm-hmm. And having grown up in Brooklyn, I, I think it introduced me to this really widely diasporic lens of what it means to be black. Mm-hmm. And I had all these moments for a while. I had a lot of Caribbean friends growing up that used to tell me that I, that I had no culture as mm-hmm. a black American person. And I remember going over to my friend's house, who's Trini, and she had bakes. And I was putting jelly on them because I thought that they <laughs> were biscuits. Because that's what I eat. I don't, y'all probably don't even know what bakes are in this room. Maybe some people do. I don't know. Oh, all oh, oh, right, Because there's some <laughs> Trinis over there. Exact yeah, exactly. Fish. You're supposed to eat bakes, which is saltfish. I was literally... It's fried, it's fried dough. Fried dough, yeah. yeah. But I was really trying to put jelly on them. And I really believe... can be our bakes or our beak. Yeah, there's bakes. <laughs> but I really believed for a while that I didn't have a culture for some reason because looking around, it felt like my Caribbean friends' culture was more like pervasive. Like I could go to their house and like... People had accents and people were making this food and they were bringing like little mm-hmm. like they were bringing bits of their culture spices and things and incorporating it into their meals. And I didn't have that directly in my household. You know but what's I, trippy though? You do. Yeah. No, so but that's but why realized. that's why
4: I created Smart Funny in Black. Like mm-hmm. as like it's literally specifically for that purpose, like to to remind our audience. Uh, you know that like black culture in America is an actual realized thing, and it's just in ways that may not look like the same way that Jewish culture may look, or that may not look like the same way as you know Caribbean culture may look. For the record, like Caribbean culture is is one thing, but then there's Jamaican culture, which is its own unique thing from. You know, Grenadian culture, which is own unique thing from Trini culture. And then you have Guyanese. And they're like, they're not even West Indian. It's like, yeah, but they are. You know, like... But then it's the same thing as black Americans in this country. Like, black Americans, like, you know, New Orleans is not... Like, New Orleans is not Oakland. Right. You know what I'm saying? But both of them are very uniquely black. Black The same way, like, Oakland is... Oakland is not Detroit, but both of them are both uniquely black and as and black as hell. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like there's they did a really good job of tricking us to think that like there isn't a black American culture that's shared, but there is. Because if I say right now, what is the watch. This is how we do it.
1: This is how we do it.
4: <laughs> Y'all fucked it up. But really
1: we Everyone know knows that it. it's Montel.
4: dun, 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 dun. I've, uh, y'all are some weird black folks. I don't know where y'all are from. These are the Soho House
3: Black folks. For no, no, the not most, not yeah, not this house. is
4: Soho House Black folks, which is a different brand. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> no. um, i joking. No. I would have like
0: a, da, na, na. Whoa, whoa.
4: That could have worked too. That could have worked too. Everybody
0: could get up. That could
4: have worked too. We do that at Smart, Funny, and Black. The fact of the matter, though, is that, like, there's just certain shit that everybody knows. Like, and so that's culture, that there's certain shit that is kind of like, this is an unspoken rule. But at the same same time, like,
0: they, I'm using an overarching they, like, steal our shit and then, like, sell it back to us. And then it's like, is this mine? Is this not? So I feel like that has people really, like, fucked up and confused. But, like, which is why when people say, like, black people are
4: being sensitive about things. I was going to sing your song. Ooh, <laughs> niggas going to be fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> not the one. But that's why when people say, like, black people are being sensitive about certain shit, I'm just like, no, we have to be. like, Right. We have to be because so much is commodified and appropriated and stolen that if we're not, like, who will?
1: I think we have time for one more. Una uh, más.
5: Thank you so
2: much for this, ladies.
1: Um, Amanda, so you are someone who has... Uh, been at a prestigious network show, you have gotten a stand-up special on a prestigious network, and you've become a published author, which is something a lot of most white men haven't done. That, and as a black man, you, a black woman, you've done all three. Mm-hmm. Uh, from an entrepreneurial perspective, what is some advice that you'd give to aspiring artists in terms of how they handle that from, from a strategic standpoint?
4: Um. Well, I think that the biggest thing that I would say from a st- from a strategic t- standpoint as an artist is understanding like that you even when you are inhabiting someone else's artistic space, you should never stop continuing to advance your own artistry. Um it can be very uh What's what I'm looking for? It can be very, it's, it's very natural to like get a job and you want someone else's show and now all your energy is going into that other person's show and you kind of leave your thing behind. And then if, when that show ends or if you get, you know, if you leave that show, et cetera, now you have to come back to your work and now you're like starting over. But I feel like the reason why in this time in my life, I've kind of like been able to get a momentum going is because... I never let my involvement in someone else's work slow down the growth of my own work. And sometimes it's like we have to really believe that our worth, our work is worth like continuing to grow. Sometimes it's our own insecurity that makes us be like, "Oh, now I'm on someone else's thing. Like, I, this is where I need to really be focusing." And like we just kind of don't even really believe in our own shit that much, so we kind of let it fall to the wayside. And I learned that lesson the hard way, like in my twenties, where. It was like I just got so involved in everybody else's stuff that I wasn't really continuing to develop my own. And I realized, like, no, because when that goes away, because that's not mine. So they could take that any time. Like, they could cut me any time. Like, that could get canceled any time. I don't want to have to then come back to my work and now be like, oh, shit, and pick up the pieces. Like, no, I want that train. I want to be able to just hop from that train back on my train and keep moving. So, like, I think that. In terms of a business strategy, it's just important to know that, like, as you are advancing your worth in the marketplace, like, you still need to be advancing your skill in your craft and in your own craft. And eventually, what ideally ends up happening is that your advancement in the marketplace in these other ways allows you to now bring your own stuff out. So, like, I got on Insecure. Insecure as a quantum leap of sorts for me. And... But I never stopped developing my own stuff, never. So as I was on Insecure, I thought of Smart, Funny and Black. And I started creating and working in the space of Smart, Funny and Black. As I was on Insecure, I started my podcast, Small Doses. So I was still a part of this really dope, really like iconic show that was somebody else's, right? And I was very, and when I'm there, Issa is my boss. Like I'm a lieutenant on that show. And that's the other thing a lot of us as artists kind of like don't know how to like not be, we don't know how to like not be the boss in spaces where we're not the boss. Like we're like, but it's my art. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, but it's her shit. You know what I mean? like, So at the end of the day, like you can can invite, you can introduce ideas, Mm -hmm. but she's gonna have the executive decision here because this is hers. If you want to still have executive decisions, keep making yours.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, Thank you so much for this. This has yeah. been an amazing This was so fun. Thank y'all so much. Um, oh my God,
1: you had fun? I did, of course. <laughs> and I hope you like your snack. I can't wait. I yes. have
4: fudge. I'm so happy.
1: But wait, there was one more
2: thing we wanted to do. Um, you talk about like, the importance of complimenting other black women, right? So we were thinking, turn to the person next to you right now and just give them a compliment.
1: Yeah.
4: I like your earrings.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love your book. Thank you. Thank you. It's
0: such a good book. Love your hair. Thank you. Likewise. I I really like like your outfit. outfit. (laughs) It's like tapestry from top to bottom. Um, We are Black Girls Texting. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow us, Black Girls Texting on Instagram. We are giving voices to black women. We are not a monolith. We are very, very diverse people, as you can see right here. And there are so many more of us doing amazing things. Thank you all for coming so, 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 so much. Y'all showed out, and we really appreciate the support.
1: Yes. yes. And, and And cop the book. Right. Yes. It's right over there. Cop the book. It's very good. Over there. Very much a page turner. So. Over there. That's all the
4: weird thing when you're like, Bye bye. bye. Uh, you can follow <laughs> no, it's not. me. On, shit. You can follow me on Instagram at Amanda Seals and uh, l- please listen to my podcast, Small Doses, which is Woo. available every week where pods are casted. Thank y'all.